0: everyone and welcome welcome to our next interview today's session is a little bit unique i love getting the opportunity to talk with others that support entrepreneurs today's guest not only has made a amazing transformation you know from the fashion industry over to helping entrepreneurs but doing it in a different way The idea of elevating kind of the maybe entrepreneurial profession, if I can say, and making sure that many of us, as we're making this leap into this lifestyle, are doing it with a conscious effort. We're thinking about not only what we're doing, the impact of what we're doing, and how that aligns with our values, our goals, and the impact we want to make on the world. So I'm excited to introduce to you today our guest, Nikki Trott, To talk about not only Nikki's journey, but also talk about how she's helping the world create really stronger, better, more impactful entrepreneurs, and also helping us as entrepreneurs make sure we find not only that inner purpose, but make sure that purpose is a part of that lifelong dream that many of us have. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me and for that lovely introduction.
0: I really admire the work that you're doing. I I really think it's such an important part of the journey that many of us go on as entrepreneurs. So what I'm hoping we can cover today is a little bit about you know what you do, but also maybe share with people your transformation as well. Maybe help people understand where you started, kind of in how you found your way to not just starting your own business, but finding that this was the key place where you can make a difference and an impact.
1: Absolutely, I'm an open book. <laughs> you can ask me anything about my journey. <laughs>
0: So I guess let's ground us. Before you started your business, what were you doing? What kind of career? What were you working with? Industry? Let's give everyone that that foundation first.
1: Yeah, so I worked in the fashion industry for more than 10 years. I was a consultant for big brands, flying around the world, you know, working with really top big brands from Dior to Mulberry to H&M, across the spectrum from kind of luxury to high street. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I learned a lot and I worked with some brilliant people but I also felt more and more over time that my values and the lifestyle I really wanted to live were not quite there. And I then had my own consulting business where I worked with more of these big brands, uh, which was doing really well. And I realized that I was living the success I was told by others. So Mm i had been told, you know, if you have your own business, you're working with top big brands that everyone knows, and you're making great money, then you're successful. And it was really interesting to get there as fast as I could and then realize I don't feel successful because I don't feel fulfilled. And at the same time, I was on my personal spiritual journey of becoming fully vegan, of starting to meditate, reading spiritual books. It all started with Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which I'm sure loads of your listeners have read and enjoyed and gone back to again and again. And, you know, just really feeling that actually my work is not aligned with what I truly care about on the inside and how can I find a way to bring those two together. And I think actually, as we're on, on the vegan mainstream show, it's important to also just highlight that for me, becoming fully vegan in my diet, which I already had not eaten meat for many years, but becoming fully vegan was a really important part of that because it was a way that I went through my own personal, very personal process, of asking myself, what do I care about? And how do I reflect that in every choice I'm making in my life? And to see the changes that you can make to how you feel, to how you live, to how you interact in the world, and then understanding that there's kind of no boundary to where I could apply that learning across my life. And so then I knew I had to walk away from that successful business. And, you know, some (laughs) people ask me if I was becoming a hippie or going mad, you know, why would you leave a business like that? But I knew that if I didn't do it, no one else would do it for me.
0: And I think that's the key for many of us. We have to take those leaps at times. We have to really see the vision, even if, you know, as they say, you kind of take a leap without that maybe net below you, because you know it, you feel it, and you know that it's something that's needed. And I I guess I say that because For a lot of people that I talk to, and I don't know if you experienced this as well, often people have a hard time kind of matching up their business aspirations. Or even like you mentioned earlier, the definition of success is sometimes put in front of us by others. So we're chasing that or running towards that. But what we find at times, if we have the time to reflect, and maybe sometimes we're still just running, running, running that that doesn't mean it really goes to our own fulfillment, our own happiness, our own kind of path that we should be on. So, how do you help people bring together kind of that passion, what they believe success is, what they believe their business should do in the world? Like how do you get them to, you know, bring that together so that they have clarity around it as opposed to sometimes what happens is like our businesses fight with our personal passions and our personal visions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring that up around success and these different ideas of success. And sometimes we don't realize that we're living by an external idea of success, which is not even our own. And so that's a question I love to ask people. What is success to you? And I'd encourage your listeners just to write down a few words. What what is success to you actually? And that's something that might change and evolve over your lifetime But what does it mean to you right now? Not the external view, but what will make you feel internally successful? And really, the process of getting from being in a job or running a business that doesn't feel meaningful to finding a way to be successful on your terms, aligned with your values and understanding what your purpose is right now. This is a journey. And I think it can be easy to look back or hear the stories of other people and feel like it's easy and obvious for them. And so for my journey, for example, well, now I'm coaching, advising, and consulting entrepreneurs who are making positive impact. So all those things that I did before, I then did a coaching training as well to get certified in that. And now I bring it all together. That seems kind of obvious. It wasn't obvious at all. For the first time, I had no plan or strategy when I left my fashion consulting business. I allowed my intuition to guide me which told me, take some time and do a coaching certification and go into that process. And anyone who has done a coaching certification themselves will know that it's an amazing process for you personally, because you're also being coached, practicing, hiring coaches, working through exercises. So you go through a big personal transformation yourself as well as learning how to help other people to go through their own transformation. So I just did that knowing that I wasn't quite sure where it would lead me but that it was something I needed to do. And then afterwards, I started coaching visionary, mainly female entrepreneurs who want to make a positive impact, who have aligned values. And I was more coaching them on their internal world, on their mindset, getting rid of fears and blockers and limiting beliefs. And I discovered how important that work is and how separate the internal environment of a person had been in my previous consulting career to the kind of business strategies that we were putting into place for people. And in the end, our businesses are an expression of us. I mean, vegan mainstream, veg, you know, it's, it's how you bring your values and your beliefs through your business, isn't it? And, and that's not how business is normally treated in our society. And so then I realized, well, all of consulting, all of this experience I have for all of these top brands, what happens when I give that to people who have a massive positive vision? And that's where everything came together. So that was a process. It was probably over a year for me where I was working with different clients and then understanding one by one what they need from me, what I can most give them. And then Conscious Accelerator was born as this kind of wrapping together this holistic perspective and helping with the internal and external. But It wasn't that I had the idea and there it was, and then I made it happen. It was really step by step by step. And I think we even sometimes forget that in our own journeys that actually, you know, we when we look back, it might seem obvious that that led to the next thing. And I think whatever we're doing, we're meant to be doing it. And I thought, oh, th- this fashion career I had, well, this is all not aligned with my beliefs. And I'm throwing that away and starting again, and then realize, no, I was meant to do that, and get all of that experience so that now I can serve people who I really want to be serving with all of that knowledge. So I think just to summarize that, that really it starts within for everybody and there's an internal journey that we all need to go on, that we can be guided on, whether it's through spiritual mentors or coaches or whoever's guiding us in in having, you know, different inputs along the way, but really understanding the internal process of unwrapping this external validation, this need for filling into the idea of yourself that other people have told you you should be and, not really knowing what your true values are or not wanting to know what they are and unraveling all of that stuff and then working out, well, how can I take this out into the world in a really strategic,
0: smart way? Absolutely. I just love the way that you not only shared your journey and helped people kind of see and hopefully maybe even hear in there that this is a journey. You know, this is a process. I think sometimes when we think about starting a business or sometimes when we see the headlines or, you know, we read other people's short bios, we think that it happened in a flash. And we don't realize that really strong businesses, sustainable businesses do take time to build and the services and products kind of change over time as you know, your community comes together as you get feedback. And that's kind of part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur. I think we think it has to be perfect and in a bow and, you know, signed off, approved, and then we launch it. But I really think the approach of taking it a little bit one step at a time, launching when it's not perfect, and really being willing to go on that journey can really create an amazing business. Um, not only in the immediate future, but really in that sustainable life of your business.
1: Yes, I love how you phrase that. And I agree so strongly. And you know, as entrepreneurs, I think we're probably the people who want everything to be perfect more than anyone, but also who have to accept imperfection more than anyone. And you know, I think that that's absolutely vital to to making progress, of course, and also to being able to listen and listen to, like you said, feedback to understand what your community want and to be able to really create for them rather than being in your own head and making everything for you and making so many presumptions and then going out into the world and finding actually people might see things slightly differently or have different priorities to what you thought they had. So really being open to listen and I think something that held me back at the beginning of my journey, which I've heard so many of my clients also experience, if not, maybe I could even say all of my clients, is a fear of being judged. And I felt like, how am I gonna go with this network of thousands of fashion executives? You know, my LinkedIn is just fashion, senior fashion people, and how am I gonna go from this place to helping people who want to make a positive impact? And not just be judged for going crazy or becoming another coach or, you know, being too hippie or saying goodbye to success. And I realized no one has time actually to judge what I'm doing. No one cares. They are, everyone's so busy with themselves. And if the odd one or two or five people did think negative things, it's fine they're not the people who are going to go on the next phase of my journey with me and that's no problem that's no no one's fault there's you know that's it's okay and equally the other people who really resonate are going to be the people who I need to be taking along that journey and so I think just letting go of this idea that everyone's watching and everyone's going to be quick to judge you and just realizing actually when I see other people I support them and I'm excited for them and I want to see them succeed and I don't just look for mistakes, you know. Everyone else is kind of probably also behind you and supporting you. So I think that's an important one to remember.
0: Absolutely. I think it's a great one to remember because I think sometimes that fear can speak louder than the reality yeah. of what happens And therefore, we're almost sometimes even looking for that one person that might say something. And we miss all the great support. We miss all the people who are inspired by our work. And we miss the people who are not just inspired by what we do, but the fact that we took that leap to believe in ourselves. We took that leap to kind of make that step forward even without that perfect moment, perfect idea, perfect title, perfect business name, because those are all the things that we think we should have. But the idea of making that leap and making those first few steps can really inspire a ton of people in so many different ways that many of us wouldn't even imagine until we've made that you know that first step. So I guess one thing I want to I guess, pick your brain about and let me know if this is something you, you're, you feel comfortable with. But when we talk about this patience that it may take to build your business, when we talk about this idea of figuring out where you want to go and how and so forth, a lot of that really requires us to kind of sit down, do reflection. For many people, we're not used to that in our current society. We're used to going, going, going. We're used to making it work. We're used to checklists. And therefore, it can feel like you're getting into a different groove. So I don't know if you have any recommendations for people to help them through that process, to help them be able to go into reflective states in their business when they should, to help them maybe meditate on an idea or to brainstorm when they should, or helping people really make sure that they take the time they need to get that clarity in a society and in a world that feels like we're always moving a million seconds a minute?
1: Yes, it's such an important thing and such a a big question. And it's so easy to be busy all the time and not Getting that distance. And I think that's why it's so important for us as entrepreneurs to work with advisors or coaches in different ways at different times, because that also gives us that space and that sounding board. You know, sometimes I find that I'm helping my clients to do things that they kind of often know. That they would never do without having the outside input and asking those more difficult questions that we can also just avoid. But the way that I like to put this into practice is with a, a five minute morning routine, because I think, well, for lots of my clients and for myself, it can be quite challenging to have a perfect morning routine. I'd love to take two or three hours every day to do all of the things. But if you have a non-negotiable five minutes, it's quite hard to give yourself an excuse say I I can't find five minutes and in that in that morning routine I recommend writing down the three things you're grateful for in the world the one thing you're grateful to yourself for because we often forget that and then what your mission is and how you're going to bring your mission into the world today in some way and just to keep taking things back to your mission and reminding yourself why you want to be doing what you're doing But another thing that I like to do is to really let my work flow with the seasons and to have seasonal reviews. And when the season changes to give myself time and a whole day to really just think about where are things, where have they come since the last season, where do I want them to go and what needs to happen? What needs to change? And to just do a bit of a review and allow things to evolve And often things are evolving so incrementally that we don't even notice how much progress we have made. So that's also a time for celebration. And you might not have reached your end goal, but you, you know, what did you achieve in that time? And what are your priorities for the next? And I think actually just knowing your priorities is super important. And a lot of people also find a not to-do list to be really important at this time. So saying, what am I not going to do in the next season? that I did spot myself doing this season because it's also something that, you know, you can slip into habits. We're all so distracted with all this technology and all these devices all the time. What do you want to cut out and how will you create more space for the things you really want to be doing?
0: I love that because creating space is a hard thing. For many of us, we almost start picking things up and it's kind of like having a bag. You just keep putting it in that bag and then eventually you're literally dragging it with you As opposed to realizing that, you know, you're bringing things with you that don't serve you, don't help you move forward. And sometimes setting that down lightens the load before you even, you know, look forward at what you should put up, you know, put back in that bag or what you should take on. So I think that's great advice to make sure that we're all looking at what we're doing and seeing if there's a way that we can create more space by putting some of those things down or even to the side temporarily so that we refocus on that vision. I'm also glad you talked about the morning. I think it's so important how we structure our day I can feel it in myself, you know, when I wake up a little bit, "Mm, maybe I didn't sleep so well, or if I wake up and I grab my phone and I look at email right away (laughs) and I get kind of engulfed in, oh, I got to do this. Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I should have done this. Then I can kind of run down the slippery slope where I start to feel that way for the rest of the day, as opposed to kind of waking up and creating No time and space to ground myself and and set that intention for the day. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that as well. But one other thing I want to ask you about is what about the long-term vision for businesses? One thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is when should I be looking long-term at my business versus the here and now? Because as we start to tweak our mornings as we start to get our schedules together as we start to really you know hone in on what we should be doing and making sure we're staying focused a lot of people struggle and especially with everything that's been happening in the world lately with how much should i pay attention to those long term plans how much should i be planning into the future how much should i be considering you know my 2 year 3 year 5 year plan and i'm curious What's your perspective on that? How much people should be planning in the future and looking towards those future goals?
1: This is a great question and something that I have thought about a lot, I have to say. Honestly, I've scrapped the five-year plan because it doesn't ever stay. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if we were going to sit down now and write a detailed plan for next year, half or 75% of it would change, right? So in five years... I think that there's a danger of setting goals that we then feel we have to achieve because we said we would and not then being open to seeing what's happening around us. And, you know, one example would be someone who I know who said when they first left university, they would be a partner at a law firm before they turned 35. And then they worked and worked and worked and worked and hated what they were doing and said, but I have to become a partner first why Mm. why is that your reality today yeah is that truly what you want is that what success is for you back to that question or is that something different now for you which you can therefore release yourself from because we can create cages for ourselves where we feel that we're absolutely tied to something Well, no one's forcing you So, you know, on the one hand, I think it's really important to have that flexibility. On the other hand, of course, we need to have vision and we need to know where we're going long term and we need to understand what we're building towards and what change we want to make in the world to be able to have all of the things that we're doing leading us on the right path. And so I like to split it into having specific goals and priorities for now, for the next six months and the next 12 months, and then having my overall vision for how I want to change the world this year, next year, and in the years to come. So I personally have found that actually staying away from too many long, long long-term specific goals is is better. So for example, my team and I are thinking about doing a retreat next year. It's not our first priority, it's an idea. We've parked Mm -hmm. it on our ideas board. I could then say, well, what would that be in two years, three years, four years? But what's the point if we decide already next year that that's actually not the way we want to go. We're not going to do live events. We're going to do something else. We're going to focus on, on you know, an awards, which is another idea we have. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's this balance and it's ideas. It's so easy to have and so fun. <laughs> I, love, I love coming up with ideas and discussing them with my team. And we all get passionate. But really, it's about execution, isn't it? It's about what are the things we can do really well? and simplifying 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 so that we can do some things that really make a difference instead of spreading around loads of ideas and finding actually I didn't move forward with much so that would be my advice have your long-term vision know what impact you want to make on the world what legacy you want to leave and allow that to evolve too of course because we don't just have one purpose but know right now this is this is why I'm here and doing this work and I'm committed to it but what are the things that I want to do in the next six months, 12 months that are going to really make a, a big difference for that? And just having three, you know, for each, each section of your year, for example, and not overwhelming with a massive plan that can take weeks to put together that will never be executed. I think this is the old way, isn't it? This kind of yeah. old school yeah. planning, planning, planning
0: and not taking yeah. action. Absolutely. And I think that concept that it has to be big, to be better. It has to be long. It has to be extremely detailed and I really have <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's, things can have some friction at time, but it doesn't have to be the most difficult thing you've done for it to be a great thing. I'm really glad that you said that, but I've been finding I love like one page plans. I love things that make it easy for me to not only reference quickly, but also keep them within view. Because when it's pages and pages and pages, you know, it's tucked away in a folder. But if it's a one pager, I can tape it to my desk for my first month or so of the year to make sure I get grounded. I can even tape it to the wall, you know what I mean? Near Absolutely. The, um, you know, the light switch. So every morning I come in and I kind of just see it. I don't need to read it. It's just a little, you know, visual reminder. So I just love it when we make plans function in today's society? Because I agree with you. I think some of these tactics were great in the past, but in today's environment, in the way we're building businesses, we need different different ways to do it.
1: Absolutely. I think if anyone's writing a 50-page business plan, then they're writing for themselves and no one else. Yes. And and that's the yes. truth. And even VCs, yeah. they don't they don't want to read a 50-page business plan right now, however much money you're asking. And so things have changed. Like you say, business has moved on. And in, in the free seven-day mini mastermind, which, which we offer through Conscious Accelerator, which I know you've, you've taken part in, we have this business canvas, which is a completely free, which we give to people, which is a one page with these different areas of your business and the different things that you can put down. And you can even just Google business canvas and you'll see different examples or you can reach out to me and I can send it to you for free. It's it's just a one pager and it's so valuable because you can just fill out on one page the different areas of your business from who you're targeting and with what and what the financial goals are and the objectives and the mission and just have everything there, how you give back and how that's woven in and then get going from there. And, and you know, yeah. it's just like you say, you can print
0: it out and put it on your wall. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference. So if people want to get access to that or even get in touch with you because of everything that they're hearing today is just resonating with them, which I'm sure it is because it's definitely resonating with me. What's the best way for them to get in touch and also get access to that one pager?
1: So my website is consciousaccelerator.com and on there you'll have everything, how to contact me, how to sign up and get the The mini mastermind, which includes that one pager, but you can also find me on Instagram, which is at Nikki Trot, or LinkedIn. I'm just Nikki Trot, so N-I-K-K-I-T-R-O-T. And I'd love to hear from you. So lots of ways to reach out. Please feel free just to ask if you would like me to send you something, and I'm really happy to share and just so grateful to be here sharing this space with you today, Stephanie.
0: Oh, same with me. This has been beautiful, and as we kind of wrap up today's session. I'd love to maybe leave our audience with a little bit of inspiration from you. I mean, you've been really just hitting on so many things for me personally, and I'm sure it has been for our audience, but I always love to hear kind of a recommendation that you might have for our audience, especially for anyone that's maybe following in your footsteps. They're moving from a traditional, maybe corporate job, corporate environment, or a traditional kind of career path, or maybe even a career path. Like you said, that they set one day they were going to do A, B, and C and now they wanna make that change. They wanna make that shift and maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're having some doubts Or maybe they don't have the right support system around them to help them move forward. So maybe a few words of wisdom from you may help them move forward and help them move forward confidently. Do you have any recommendations or any thoughts for anyone who's maybe in those transitions in their business? Whether it's the new one that I just mentioned or just like many of us who've been in business for a while, we go through transitions too any thoughts on how people can move forward when they have those doubts, those concerns, or those worries?
1: Yes, I think it can feel really lonely. And it can feel like you're the only person who's changing. And sometimes you are in your environment. And when people around you might have different views or beliefs or different priorities, and might not be looking at changing at that time, it can feel really difficult and a lot more difficult. So I think one of the most important things is to align yourself with people who get it, who are transforming themselves, who are making a change, who have before. And there's so many ways you can do that, you know, from from obviously getting a, a coach or someone to help you professionally, but also just looking online for people who inspire you or listening to podcasts and finding ways. I mean, when I went through my transformation and I moved from London where I'm from to Berlin and created space for myself physically as well as as mentally. I was walking around the city listening to Russell Brown's podcast Under the Skin, which is one of my favorites still. And I listened and just I just was bathing in that beautiful podcast. And I felt like these people are with me on my journey. They're in my pocket. And that's the power of podcasting for me, being able to actually have these conversations. And even if you're just participating and listening. So, you know, there are loads of ways that you can find support. And I think that that's really, really important to feel that you're not the only one.
0: That is perfectly said. And thank you so much for taking the time today to open up and kind of share not only your Journey, you know, your pivot that you did as you moved into creating your business, and then also just giving everyone a few words of wisdom today was just amazing. And it was just wonderful having you. So thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate everything you're doing. And thank you for having me.
0: And for anybody who's been watching us live or anyone who's watching this as a podcast, Or if you just checked it out as a replay later on, I really want to say thank you for joining us. It's wonderful to have you here. We love sharing these stories. We love kind of having these conversations with the community and having you here is such a wonderful and beautiful thing. So thank you so much for joining us and I hope to see you in our next interview. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to Pivot our Vegan Business Interview Podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.